0: Welcome to Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry about about last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. Hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I am Corinne. I'm Christina. Oh, man, you guys... When you come to the shows that we do in places
1: in New York City but also out of New York City, thank you so much for coming out and supporting uh, w- number one, life comedy. And number two, us because we're awesome. And, uh, yeah, we Wendy and I just got back from Austin, Texas and it was fucking amazing. Everyone who came out and said hi and shared stories about what the podcast means to them. And one girl brought me this beautiful bouquet of, bouquet of flowers. And one girl got me a Jaeger shot and I was not had not done Jaeger since Penn State. That,
0: like, made me, like, run a lap. Yeah, I had a Jaeger hangover, like, last week, and I was like, Crun, you're 30 years old. (laughs) Get it together. It's like, is there cocaine in Jaeger? Mm. It made me hyper. Well, isn't they, it well, aren't they trying to convince you that there's like a drop of deer blood in it? I mean, I think oh, that's, really? that's what they're selling it on. I thought on. they just
1: wrote a put a deer on it. I think that's they're what they're trying selling to be hipster. it
0: on. I'm I no, I mean I'm pretty sure that's like the selling i'm selling Really? Yeah. Ew. I mean I don't know if there actually is. We drink the blood of deer. That's the folklore though. Oh gross. <laughs> and thank you guys for coming out to what I now know is Rosendale, New York, and also the third most liberal city in the United States. The third, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they're. That's what they told me. Unless it was a lie. Were you saying Rosendale? Uh, I I said I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. I... I was like, it's either Rosendale or Rosendale. But now I've confirmed I've been there. It was awesome. It's Rosendale. It was Rosendale. <laughs> but you were there were gun
1: stores. But then everyone was like, "We're accepting that was of not, everybody." That was not in Rosendale. I was, that was out out
0: on the way. Uh, okay. Near near. Have you ever been to an a, Ulster?
1: A Cabela's. It's a basically a Walmart, but everything's a gun. Oh no, everything's a gun or a hunting vest. Yeah, and there's a place in the Pennsylvania one called a gun library. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding
0: me?" Yeah, see, in New Jersey, we're just not. There's not a ton of like guns. Stuff. So, yeah. I mean, besides, like, in my school, you know, we had to install, like, metal detectors. Oh. That's the kind of guns I'm used They're to. They're getting guns from the back trunk of a car. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not hunting. I'm not, uh, hunting guns I'm not used to. That's what I'm, because I'm not from, like, there's an, that's not, like, a woodsy area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if, if you want to make a website about guns, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas, pro-gun or anti-gun. Uh, Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your gun website today at squarespace.com or your anti-gun website. Or your website about kittens. That too. Uh, enter offer code GWF at checkout to get 10% off. Okay. Speaking of coming to see us. Come see us live, guys. Washington, D.C. Wendy Starling and I are bringing
1: Glamour Puss to you for one night only. Saturday, March 19th. Tickets are almost sold out. Um, but the ticket link is in the bio. And the venue that we're going to be performing at is DC 9 at 7
0: o'clock. Uh, that'll be really fun. I'm excited to, to do Glamour Puss there. there. Uh, New York City on uh, March 25th, which is a Friday as usual. Blair Saki and I are back at uh, New York Comedy Club for the 11 p.m edition of March Nacho Bitches. Use code nacho for $10 tickets. That's going to be a fun one. Then the following night, if you are in Princeton, New Jersey, you can see me opening up for Ben Haig, who has been on Guys We Fucked at Catch a Rising Star. We're doing two shows that weekend or that day, 7.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. We'll just put the links up. You can buy tickets It'll be fun. And if you're going to be in New York City on
1: Saturday, March 26th, 7.30 is the New York City Glamour Puss with me and Wendy. It's at Zinc Bar, which is the prettiest place I've ever done comedy in my whole life. And uh, we open the show every month with as characters with like our butts hanging out of our dresses. And it's really fun and everyone gets confused and we all have a good time. So uh, come on out to that Ticket link in the description. And then Corinne and I, on May 20th, as part of the New York Podfest, are going to be doing a live episode of Guys We Fucked at the Bell House, 7 p.m. We'll put the ticket link. And that's in
0: Brooklyn. In the mile as well. Uh, That'll be fun. Yeah, we like never do we the show never live. Do it live. So if you want to see the show live, this could be the last opportunity, one of the few times in your lifetime. <laughs> uh, let's read some fucker mail. Do it. All right. The subject of this one is thanks for making me feel cool about being a virgin. Oh. Uh, hey, Christina and Corinne, just fucking with you. I know it's Christina. They spelled it wrong. It was like a whole joke. It was cute. It was more of a vi- <laughs> it was more of a visual joke. Uh. Uh, hey, ladies, I'm a 17 <laughs> year old from Australia, and you guys are amazing. What you do? Good eye. Blah 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 blah. Personally, We're so great. Personally, I've only uh, ever hooked up with a couple of different guys on Australia that's just making out, so I haven't fully delved into my sexuality yet. Uh, Most of my friends in long-term relationships have had sex with their boyfriends, but there are a few who lost their virginity to someone at a party. At first, I was super judgmental about these girls, as I thought they were sluts, even though they had literally only been with one person. I was a total slut shamer, and I'm ashamed about how I badmouth these people to others. I think this is because... Because I was uncomfortable about the fact that I am sexually inexperienced. Uh, when I heard uh, that you lost your virginity at 18, Corinne, I felt more comfortable in myself and my inexperience. You seem to be very uninhibited and comfortable in your sexuality now, so this has made me feel like being a, quote, late bloomer will not matter later in life. <laughs> I don't consider myself a late bloomer at all. That's so funny. Uh, as a result, I now find myself defending the sexually explorative girls in my town. Uh, as, a, as long as they are being safe, if they are getting some dick, good on them. I hope they have Get a good fucking time. Good fucking uh, time. So, thanks for helping me be a better member of the sisterhood. Uh, P.S. I really enjoyed your episode with Ruby, the fifteen-year-old, as it was interesting to see how teens in America differ from Australia.
1: I want to know how teens in America differ. What are Australian teens like? Tell me, someone write us. Sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Yeah, because I'm only familiar, obviously, with our culture. I've only never lived here,
0: right? And even we, and even we learned during the Ruby episode, we're like, oh, we are not. We don't really have our finger on the pulse uh, like, of teens. Kids are doing heroin now? What the fuck? We were very surprised. I
1: know. I, that's the first time in, in a while, well, ever maybe, that I like felt old. But, yeah, and not in a bad way because I like getting old. I think I get so much better as I get older. But uh, uh yeah, I was like, whoo, that I am disconnected from that.
0: Yeah, I feel very disconnected. Oh, just things are happening. fast. Is a faster paced world, um, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, so thanks. Yeah. Don't, don't just just I think it's interesting and important to learn other people about other people's experiences before you cast judgment on them. And that's the oh, lesson yeah. of the podcast. I
1: love when people email us and they're like, hey, I was a judgy person. And now I'm like, oh, that's OK now, mm-hmm. I guess, because everyone has their own pace that works for them. And a lot of people try and force their pace to match other people around them's pace yeah and that's especially so silly. sexually
0: and that's dangerous water to tread on my friends sex is so fun
1: and wonderful and rewarding and and awesome when you're going at your pace that's comfortable for you and the other person's like on yeah board, you but know, it can feel like so bad episode.
0: when you're when you're going at, when you're trying to keep up with someone yep. else's pace
1: yep and that's probably why i lost my virginity at 15 and i gotta say probably i wish that i would have waited but whatever that's what happened I got my braces off oh shit (laughs) when we said that in the TED talk Mm
0: -hmm. there was an applause break there wasn't a pause break I was like
1: wow guys (laughs) there's not many jokes said on the TED stage I know but uh um speaking of uh kittens (laughs) you wanna make a website about cats or tits or braces or that great kale shake that all your girlfriends are drinking to lose weight I don't know what do you do I have no idea um ate Chinese food um But this episode, as we said before, sponsored by Squarespace. I have a Squarespace website that I've had for many years. I've got Squarespace before we started advertising with them. And I got to say, I'm pretty tech savvy, but not with design shit because my design eye, just I can't match colors very well, Um, specifically on websites. But Squarespace, is uh, they offer you so many templates that look really fucking professional. My website, ChristinaHutchinson.com, is something that I just kind of just Shat out of my brain based on a Squarespace template. Um, The sites look very professionally designed. Doesn't matter what your skill level is. There's no coding required. You just pick your your layout that you want and type in the words that you want to type in. Um, You can get a free domain name when you sign up for a year on Squarespace. Uh, So start a free trial if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Go to Squarespace.com and then when you decide to sign up, uh, enter the offer to code GWF and you get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. You should. They didn't ask us to say that, but I think it's because it feels, I've been saying it weird. It feels well,
0: <laughs> because feel, Mark Barron says it on his right. Well, I'm like, why don't they want us to say it anymore? Now, like, they say it weird. You're now banned from saying that. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I am so excited to introduce this week's guest. I think this topic is so interesting. When I was doing research for today's episode, I was like fascinated by this. I just love learning new things. I love when the podcast teaches me new things. That's the most exciting thing. Uh, I'm so thankful that this person was brave enough to come and so brave. say not, it was so brave. all nah, right yeah but that was kind of brave this was brave we're I know. not brave the problem I mean, is it, it's like been overused <laughs> so now it has no meaning but i really feel like this is brave because this is something yeah. that's not just to come out and say it is a little people be like oh that's thanks for sharing that mike <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna take a step few steps back now and uh maybe uh, reflect on myself uh and so today's guest actually has the same name as a a former guest, but it is <laughs> not the same one. Okay, Yo Mike Brown. Uh, <laughs> this person is white and an it's, improviser. This hey Mike different. Brown, this is different. Hello Mike Brown. This, oh, this is Hey Mike Brown. That was Yo Mike Brown. Um, so please welcome uh, today's guest. He is working through his porn addiction right now, and we really delve into a lot of interesting stuff, scientific, it, it. and <laughs> it's always good when you say it, scientific and not scientifically. Anyway, uh, please welcome Mike Brown. Baby, I- Fuckers, we are here with Mike Brown, not the one who's a comedian who's been on this
2: podcast, who is like, Not the other Mike Brown. Yeah.
0: Another comedian, but a different type of comedian. Yeah. You're an improviser. The other
2: comedian, Mike Brown from Harlem. <laughs> Weird.
0: There's so many Mike Browns. By the way, Mike,
2: if you're listening, what's up, man?
0: How you doing? Maybe he Mike? is listening. Hi. Um, I am so
1: excited to interview you. Thank I you. this is a I I was reading all of the the Facebook posts that you had forwarded Corinne and she had sent to me. Um, and there were so many points that you made and then I watched the link to the one TED Talk we were talking about. And I'm like, I feel like it, and you you describe it as an addiction, but I feel like a lot of people feel lesser versions of all of these feelings towards like it it the, how it creates your perception towards women mm-hmm. and seeing them as chances to get lucky like I just think that mm-hmm. is so interesting because I think a lot of men do view women as that and those stories you hear of uh a guy asked me if I wanted to go home with him and I said no and then he called me a bitch like I think I feel like that comes from that like it's- of seeing a woman as just like a this a hole basically I mean I know that sounds really vile but
2: yeah um i, I kind of went well should we address the whole, whole thing like
1: well we'll have entered you mid- but by yeah by then. so okay. let's start <laughs> at the beginning yeah at the very beginning yeah. like how when did you first discover porn
2: <laughs> oh man um when don't you discover porn <laughs>
1: mine was accidental on my dad's computer and i was like ah what that's how- all. So, that looks so painful how old were you 10, 9 or 10, too yeah. young It, it made, made me feel very weird it,
2: It's it's one of those things that's so shocking And because yeah. you know like I feel like I was one of those kids who uh, like my parents never taught me about the stork like you never know where baby Oh, like for me. I always knew where babies came from mm-hmm. Um, So in that regard like the process wasn't so much of a mystery as it was like the visual mm-hmm. Um, Because you know we in the you know in then blah 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 in the United States We kind of grow up in like this puritanical society of you know leftover beliefs and blah 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 and all that stuff Um, so there's this <sighs> what am i trying to say I completely lost my train of thought anyway the <laughs> the the point is is like we have this um idea of what sex is until it's presented to you you're curious yeah. like you want to find out about it i remember like as a child maybe like years old something like that you know you get the free preview of HBO like for a weekend or Girls
1: Gone Wild preview yeah I remember those and those made me horny yeah
2: you stay up late and and you're like like, oh yeah totally I'm going to bed mom and dad and you Mm -hmm. sneak downstairs and turn on the TV or even like when you don't have the free preview you have to look between like the wavy lines like you turn to HBO and um, and it's all blurred out, but you still get the audio, and you're like, what
1: is this? And it, but it's kind of curated. It's curated to make it's for the man's pleasure. Of A course. Girls Gone Wild commercial is just chicks with wet t shirts or lifting up their shirts, they look a little reluctant. Wait, you're not, is, you, you're not into that? I, I but I I am and I after reading everything <laughs> you've said about por- your addiction to porn mm-hmm. and the TED talk thing, I'm like, fuck, am I being brainwashed? Because when I look at porn, the chick needs to be perfect looking to me. Yeah. And it's perfect looking mm-hmm. to most like what most people would say is perfect looking. I would say that's and most I think porn, yeah. It's shitty.
2: Yeah. I mean you get porn caters to all tastes and styles and you know whatever you're into there's something out there for you and I've viewed probably about 90% of it (laughs) Um, which is it's so weird it's so weird it's a weird thing like you grow up and you think oh I'm a good person like I'm a nice little boy and then you go down this dark deep rabbit hole of like nope I'm into people fucking But that's is
1: that dark or what made it dark for you
2: it, well, I will say it took a long time for me to understand that I was having, like, really dark feelings. Mm.
0: Um, and what do you—can you expand on that? When you say dark feelings, what do you mean?
2: The way that I view people. Not just mm-hmm. women, but people in general. Uh, how um, How
0: were, the, were those views? Oh,
2: women are objects. Yeah. It's it's so objectifying. I can't emphasize that enough. Like, even—I'm I'm sorry, but to admit this is so weird. Like, I was on the subway coming down here. Um, and you're looking around the subway. You're like, oh, hey, there's a person, there's a person. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been uh, so ingrained in my system that you see someone and you try to figure out how you can fuck this person. Yeah. Like, how can I get in that person's pants? It, male, uh-huh. female, black, white, big, small, doesn't matter. how oh, like, interesting. Like, you kind of, or, or um, if you see, like, another alpha male or someone who kind of, like, has... Uh, a, a, seemingly more masculinity than you do uh-huh. um how is this person going to challenge you when trying to like bang this girl that you're sitting right next so that's to super you know?
0: primal it's weird yeah it's mm-hmm. weird
2: and then when you i think it's it's exacerbated in new york city because you're so like bombarded with um people advertising uh crazy people on subway there's billboards everywhere it's it's
0: more of a fashion and looks oriented city i mean not every city is is so centered around that it's the you know fashion capital of the world there's a lot going on and there's a lot of importance placed on looks here that maybe is not so uh like palpable in other places throughout mm -hmm. the country or the world so i mean it makes sense and also this is a a city where you come when you're like you're ready to fucking bring your a game so everyone's in a a constant competition like
2: totally totally
1: how often were you watching porn when you first started watching it and like was there a moment where you discovered that you could watch porn on the computer i mean obviously there was what was in was, was like, college yeah okay
2: um because like you always start like when you're younger when you're in high school i'm my mom actually caught me once uh because what i would do is <laughs> i would like do a google search or whatever um <laughs> Uh, find my and like our family computer was in the dining room (laughs) oh
1: that's always in the dining room or the kitchen there's always a desk in the
2: kitchen or the dining room it's like this public place so
1: that the husband can't look
2: at porn Mm -hmm. and the son can't look at porn but we do anyway uh yeah just late at night I would stay up and I would do like a google search oh yeah I'm, I'm just checking facebook I'll be up in a minute um and then you like you go through like you you do your stuff and then you clear your search history. Uh-huh. You have to go through the cookies, you have to delete the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and I deleted the cookies, but I forgot to empty the trash bin.
0: Oh, come she on, the, Mike. She, yeah. She looked in the trash
2: bin? I, she wasn't suspecting anything. She just found like these uh, she was just in the trash, like I think she was deleting photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, rummaging through the this? trash. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, digital porn trash. It
0: was photos?
2: Uh, she was no she was deleting her own photos. Oh, ok, but she found my cookies that I put in in the trash bin. Oh. I forgot to, wow, a well, like, Mom,
0: who knows how to use a computer. I know. You really uh, what's that like scary. struck the bad jackpot there. Yeah, you did. I <sighs> knew you, you come you come from a very and you are yourself very religious, mm, right? Yeah, yeah, what kind of uh, religion were you brought up in? I'm Mormon. I knew Woo! it. I was <laughs> wow, I was just like it's a fun yeah. one. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's a strict one. This is going to be an interesting uh,
2: episode. <laughs>
0: No, it's great because I feel like, you know, Christina and I coming from households where, like, we're not, you know, we're not religion wasn't a part of it. It's just
1: the Mm -hmm. the traditions of like Christmas and and Hanukkah and stuff like that. But it's more like family getting together and spending time with each other. Yeah,
2: more of the traditional type, like, cultural influences that religion brings to the table. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm. When your mom saw those porn cookie, like the cookies from you watching porn in sure the trash, yeah. what? Did, how did she confront you? <laughs> <was so> weird. <laughs> this is always so. Every guy I know has a mom caught me masturbating story. I've never been caught masturbating by a parent. Have you, Corinne? I don't know any girls who have. I've never masturbated in my house. Oh, where
0: my parents girls live. Girls are smarter. But I was like, the second I was alone, I actually like can't. I can't like uh, get aroused in my childhood bedroom. Like it really like grosses me Even out. Even when you were in mm. high school. I didn't. Have, I didn't masturbate right. until I was so 80, were, eighteen years old. Dating him, right? Yeah, my first mm. boyfriend taught me how to masturbate. So I didn't. There was no. I felt that that's common. Nothing thing, going on. Like
2: for women, like I wish that boys was the case find for me. it. Like like for me, twelve. I think twelve was the first. Yeah, Some female remember, masturbation
0: yeah. just isn't like it's not like as widely accepted. We're not talking Mm-mm. about it because like I think people feel like, oh well girls don't need to do that. Like right. boys will be boys, but like girls, only like only like whores are masturbating. Yeah. And, like it's not true at all.
2: Everybody does not
0: Yeah. Masturbate all day. But so, uh, so, yeah, no, she, so she
2: I think I was in the in the family room watching TV and she calls me in the dining room, like their adjoining rooms. <laughs> She's like, Michael, come on in here. I need to uh what like what is this? <laughs> oh that's I have a sucks. question. <laughs> I have a question about this uh this hey, computer honey. thing yeah and so i'm like oh mom fine what are you like blah. and so i go in and she's like i was going through the trash can on the computer and i found um this do you know how it got there and it was just very i will give props to my mom though because she was not um accusative she was very mm-hmm. like she presented it very inquisitively um she wasn't trying to condemn me it oh was that's nice the kind of thing where she was just kind of like is do you need help? Do you, like, is there a problem or like? Do, oh, we, interesting. She thought there was a
1: problem, but she it's...
2: but she never actually confronted me about it, and I just played that. Nope, I have no idea. I have no. Like, maybe somebody hacked the computer. Oh. I have no idea.
1: You didn't blame it on your dad? No. Why
2: would I do that? I'm not a. <laughs> I <I'll laughs> lie like about that, myself. That just makes
0: so much more sense no, if a dad's no, okay. watching porn. You know. Yeah,
2: dad, nah. Was there
0: any conversation about pornography ever between like you and your father, or did you know if no, your father was watching pornography? Never.
2: No. Um, you know if he was watching it? Oh, I'm sure he wasn't. No. Really? really? You are no, sure no. he wasn't? That's not my that's not my dad.
0: But uh, do no. you think I mean that's like do you think that's just like the the way he wants to be perceived by you and then like <laughs> <No>. underground. Your <laughs> dad's no. not a dirty dirty no. man.
2: Not in the slightest.
0: Okay. Well, I mean no. he had sex at least once. Twice. Twice. You have oh, a sibling. I have a brother. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. At least yes. twice. So, yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> that sure didn't that's come from the not time that that's ever happened. <laughs> It's the only time he's uh, just... No, is there anything that we would need to know as people who are not really familiar with Mormonism outside of, like, HBO? Um, <laughs> what, and the Book of Mormon. What, yeah, what, um, like, th- how their feelings on sex in the Mormon religion. Uh, just
2: uh, keep in your pants until uh, until you get married, basically. Okay. Yeah. And what
0: about masturbation?
2: Yeah, keep it to your, to yourself. Like, don't...
1: Is, is it a sin or can you do it alone? Well, obviously you're alone,
2: but... Uh, well, yeah, it is, it is you don't as tell a anybody. sin. It's, it's oh. one of those things that's... I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of the church, but, you know, it's, it is one of those things that is viewed as uh, this is a definite no-no. Like, you okay. should not do this.
1: Did your parents reinforce that or did you just learn we that from We never talked religious... about
2: sex, ever, wow. ever in my household is that weird? Up. And I found that that, like, going back to the whole puritanical society thing, like, this is a huge problem— um, in our society that everyone, not everyone, but a lot of families are brought up just like, oh, well, um, we're going to let the school system take care of this one because it's such a weird uh you and know,
0: they don't take care of shit. They
2: don't. Mm-hmm. And so, like, where do people go? They go to porn. Like, how does how does sex work? What is a labia? What, yeah, like, I want to see what that looks like. And oh, you never
0: learn the word labia in porn. Th- no,
2: you don't. <laughs> that's all uh, fucked do- up.
0: And yeah, it's really fucked up when you think about it. Like, learning learning about sex from porn is like learning about love from movies. And like, that's why we're all here because that mm-hmm. fucked me up for sure. Like the same way porn fucked you up. 100%. I'm like, wait, why isn't John Q. Sex outside my uh, house <laughs> oh, with a boombox? Yeah. Like, why isn't that happening? And I truly feel it's like it gives you this unrealistic expectation that Mm -hmm. has been set that no one no real human being without a script is ever going to be able to meet that for you. Because porn you said was like always there for you, even though it
1: didn't respect like it was something you could always go to. And it would always deliver because you just search for what you want. It's so weird because sometimes I'm like, I want to see such a specific thing and I search for it and then I get it. And I'm like, I don't think I want this kind of service. Yeah, it's But I do it anyway. I watch it and I masturbate to it. And it feels weird.
2: Well, like we, uh, I think as human beings, we're very curious by nature. So if there's something that you're unsure about, you don't know like how something works, then like, oh, and then it's shocking. It's very, very shocking. But at the same time, and this is what's very fascinating. On a level uh, about pornography is that it's titillating. Yeah, it's shocking.
0: Mm-hmm. But you're like, wow, it's that was, Hmm.
2: Yeah. It's like, have you ever like eaten something that you like, you need to spit out of your mouth so fast. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, that was a weird experience. I'm gonna try that again,
0: one more time. Like, mm-hmm. or like when you well, say something like, this is disgusting. Do you want to try this? Yeah. That's <laughs> what I feel like. Everyone goes through that with coffee.
1: I, everyone, like, when you first try coffee, you're like, this is gross. What's the point of this? Coffee's terrible. And then all of a sudden, you're like, this is my fifth <laughs> it cup. It is. It's gross. And yeah. then with whiskey, for example, when I first ever tried whiskey,
2: I was like, this is gross. True story. I've only ever been drunk once, and it was from whiskey. And I'm like, nope, I'm good.
0: Wow. I'm done. <laughs> That now I understand testing. why you need the porn addiction. Yeah. Everyone needs something. Um, no, it's interesting because we were kind of talking just now uh, hinting on it like the novelty of porn. Mm-hmm. And in one of the TED Talks that you sent us as research, um, and we'll put those links up, uh, the guy was kind of talking about how the difference between real sex where you're experiencing touch, you're experiencing the human connection, mm-hmm. um, and then you have porn where it's really about like this clicking and just getting novelty. And the penetration. After novelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's no there's no real touching. So it's like, um, and, and how some people kind of can get wrapped up into things that they innately wouldn't even be attracted to or porn that is from a different sexual orientation than they are. And kind of mm-hmm. if, uh, young men find it confusing or jarring. Like all of a sudden they're, they've watched all the straight porn there is to watch. And then they're moving into gay porn. Mm-hmm. Have you had any experience with that?
2: Uh, uh, I mean, like I've viewed gay porn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, in, Excess—it's right. something that you know. Uh, I, th- I for me, it was more of kind of like a "what am I into today" kind of thing. Yeah, because um, there's
1: so many things you could so be into on um, porn sites. So
2: you go to B- BDSM, and you're like, mm, I'm done with that. Boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you try gay porn, you're like, mm, that was weird. I'm, <laughs> like as as a heterosexual white male, mm-hmm. um, y- you know, there's uh, you kind of take pride in that a little bit, and in what. In in like being a a straight guy, okay, yeah, like I want to see a dick fucking a pussy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, and so like specifically, I don't know, maybe this is a weird topic to talk about, but like
0: nothing's too weird for the no, guys. We no, trust get it, get weird.
2: Like gay porn is, uh, it's. <sighs> It's so masculine it's, 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 to me. Yeah, it's like, it's dude on dude. Yeah. It's like what you expect. Oh, what was that? Uh, American Psycho. with oh. uh, It's It's like that scene where uh, Christian Bale is totally fucking that chick. And then he's l- watching himself in the mirror up over, like above the belly or mm-hmm. something like that. It's like that. It's yeah. like you're viewing yourself doing that. It's, I don't know, it's just bizarre. And when Somewhere- you're not attracted to it, it it's... it's it's, I can't explain it.
1: Someone said to us on the podcast, I forget who it was, but two men, maybe it was Kurt Metzger, two men fucking is the one of the most masculine, thi- like two dudes with their giant cocks. Like that's masculine. That's not, I, I some people, like I know, I understand a guy like watching that who identifies as straight being confused, but mm-hmm. I, I have watched it before. I don't get turned on by it, but I'm like... Good for them, like go, go, boys, go. Yeah, I'm just curious with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I it's not something that I really, I didn't go down that rabbit hole too uh-huh. much. I mean, I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about this, um, but it's not something that I really dabbled in that much. Um, it you, was, it was, yeah.
0: No, no, I was gonna say, do you look for yourself in porn though? Like, do you kind of like look for, like. This fantasy. could be me, yeah. yeah or yeah, someone totally who fantasy, do you ever look yeah. for people who look like you. Uh,
2: I will say one thing: uh, one area of porn that I probably watched the most was like MILF, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. just kind of like that old, like being seduced, kind of, uh, kind of taking the submissive role a little yeah. bit, like having a, a woman, like very strong, yeah. most of the time
1: in the MILF porn, right? Yeah. I don't usually watch that porn because I don't, I don't, I just don't. But uh, it seems like it's a schoolboy or a.
2: It's it's like a safe form of dominant. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't take you to the extreme where like whips and chains and you know having the gimp stand over you and all that, but uh yeah, it was it was kind of a safer form where you can say, "Oh, this is there's something um not relaxing, comforting. It's a maternal. Yeah, yeah, it's a mi- com- milf, yeah.
1: Like the MILF porn, which I don't like the word MILF anyway, like in,
2: in just describing porn. Should we porn. just say mothers I'd like to fuck? No,
1: <laughs> no, just because I we had Stoya on the podcast, who's a porn star, mm-hmm. that my boyfriend had dated right before mm-hmm. me, and so we talked to her, and she said she hates the word teen and MILF because it just... It like she would be considered a teen, but she's like in her 30s or late 20s. And it's just like it is not realistic. Like it creates the you you talked about one of your posts, like it creates this unrealistic expectation of women. And uh, that's something that I wanted to ask you. Like when you meet a girl that you might have a sexual encounter with, Mm -hmm. does she not live up to your expectations because of the porn you've watched?
2: Never. Oh. How, how can you live up to that? Yeah, it's Because porn is all based about, uh, or it's all about fantasy. Yeah. It's all about, like, finding something that you can't get at home. Um, it's it's a fantasy world. So when you do find someone that you really enjoy spending time with, um, and they're just kind of, you know, average missionary position, yeah. doing your thing, it's like, oh, well, this is... Underwhelming. And then you feel like as a guy on the on the man's perspective, you feel like you need to overcompensate. So you're just kind of like, uh, um (laughs)
1: Is that uh, you fucking her? I, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm like actually moving my that's, arm I'm like
2: punch. That mm. looks
1: terrible. You're like, yeah. a, it's like a white man Dougie a little
2: bit. <laughs> oh, that's, oh yeah, oh, Doug. Teach me you thought, think. wow, you're wow. so white. you're you. you. so white. That was the whitest
0: thing that ever happened.
2: I dressed as Doug once. <laughs>
1: it, do you think you categorize like the women you meet in person as uh, like maybe, have you fallen in love? Have you ever fallen in love? Once. Okay, so. So women that you can crush over or fall in love over in one category and sex and getting off is a totally different category?
2: Completely separate. Yeah. It's completely separate. Uh, Yeah, I totally understand that. it's very demeaning. It's so demeaning because you don't view relationships as – it's something to endure. That's another mm, inherent thing about porn. You watch porn. Um, y- uh, you don't watch the same video again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You're constantly looking for something new. You want like, what's the next high? Yeah. Um, in some of those videos that I sent you guys, they're talking about the dopamine levels. Yeah. And it's that um, uh, response in your brain that just like makes you feel really good. Yeah. And you the the dopamine high doesn't last. When you're watching the same video again and again and again. Right. So you're looking oh, for the God. new thing. And that's how you view relationships is, you know, you get into a relationship and like three weeks, four weeks in, you're like, oh, this is.
0: Three weeks or four oh. weeks in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How much sex are you having in those three to four weeks?
2: Uh, it's different. See, again, I. Uh, um, None.
0: <laughs> really? None. Uh, uh
2: uh a lo- This is, I feel like I'm a special case because I try to adhere to my Mormon beliefs as oh, okay. well as like trying to stay abstinent before marriage. Sometimes, you know, you break that and, you know, that's something that we, I'm not going to go into that. Um, but
0: you've had sex like multiple
2: times before, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I am think, no stranger. Do you
0: think <laughs>
1: abstinence before marriage is a good idea? Personally, I do. Why um, do you think that
2: I? Had a feeling this question was gonna come up um,
1: I, a lot of people think that and but I, I'm when we talked about Women you could fall in love with in real life as mm-hmm. one category and then getting off as these porn yeah. clickable things is in yeah. another category it, it would be easy to not have sex with the woman I want to marry sure, and then just yeah. jerk off to mm-hmm. the porn I want to jerk off to. Yeah.
2: That's doable. It's doable, but it's also unfair.
1: Yeah, it's it is unfair.
2: I actually, um, a very good friend of mine, she was in that very situation. She was married to a guy. Um, uh, she got pregnant within the first year of marriage. They were married for a total of four years. Uh-huh. Um, she got pregnant. Um, and then after she got pregnant, she's I have to say, gorgeous. Yeah. She's just got like that Stunning. slim line, just beautiful. Like, you just see her and you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're not available. Whoa. Connect to the internet. Siri, why aren't you available? What the hell is that? My phone just started talking. <laughs> it's a ghost. But it's on silent. It's the <laughs> ghost of porn's past. That's really scary. Uh,
2: no, but she's just like this gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Uh-huh. And um, he wouldn't have sex with her because he w- he was addicted to porn. So he was married to her, but he didn't want to have sex with her. But he
1: would jerk off to porn mm-hmm. while they were married? Mm-hmm. And did she... She found out that he would be getting off yeah. and their love life was non-existent. Non-existent. And when she yeah. confronted him, what did he say? That's so interesting.
2: You know, honestly, I don't remember the end of the story. I know that they're, they're divorced now. Okay. They've been divorced for okay. like three or four interesting. years. But uh, it was one of those things where you're just like, that's so sad. Do you
1: think a little bit of him, and this is maybe in his defense, I'm just curious— Didn't want to treat her like an object and wanted to treat the women that don't really exist in real life on the Internet that he's clicking for as objects like he felt more comfortable in his head looking at those women going, I'm going to fuck your pussy. Shut the fuck up and let me fuck whatever the fuck dirty thoughts he's thinking. And he would never want to do that to his
2: wife. I can relate to that. Okay. I've never met this man. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I But do you,
1: does that mean something that would make sense to you? Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and I, always I found myself that. in that very situation too. Interesting. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely because it's it's intimidating. You know, uh sex is intimidating. It is. Yeah. You know, you uh, sometimes you get matched with someone that you you think, "Oh, well, this person's out of my league." And against uh hence the overcompensation, you feel like, "Well, porn is something that I'm intimately familiar with, and this is how Men typically act in pornography, so I'm going to act like that with this person, and uh, one of two things is going to happen. Um, a, they're going to think that you're just like a fucking war horse, and you're just like, whoa, this is like the best sex I've ever had. Or B, they're like, what are you doing? They they what? get that you're getting it from porn? Yeah. Do the, yeah. Yeah.
1: You can always I whipped out some moves in my younger years, and yeah. guys are like, what are you doing, Christina? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not present, though. Would you agree? Like you just you're trying to put on a show instead of Mm -hmm. being moving how you
2: Mike would move. It's not intimate. Yeah, it's not intimate because you you're again, you're overcompensating. So you're not there present with the other person like you're you're responding to their body, but you're not responding to them as a person.
0: Oh, man. And now when you said that the relationship is ending three to four weeks, just going back to that, like, so Mm -hmm. if you're not having sex, what is it that's ending these relationships? Me. Just you getting. bored
2: i think part of it is like a fear of um somebody was asking me this the other day um i have to look it up i can't even remember what my response to this was (laughs) (laughs) what did your heart say my heart said be yourself and love everybody (laughs) love everybody that's um, horrible right (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, here it is. (laughs) This is so sad that I have to look this up. Um, Well, well, sometimes when you put your
1: feelings in well-thought-out sentences, it's nice to go back to those.
2: I get a lot of anxiety. I feel very claustrophobic. I feel smothered. Um, I feel like I can't wait to end the relationship and move mm. on to the next. It's um, the new
0: li- this. You know, this reminds me a lot when I was watching the video about the Coolidge effect that they were talking about, mm-hmm. where it's just like uh, they were, what did they, did they do with sheep or uh, chickens? Cool- chickens, hens. Okay, the Coolidge yeah. effect is basically like uh, the male uh, animal can come. Like or can come faster with a new female, but if they keep having sex with the same female, it takes longer and longer for them to ejaculate. Hence,
2: that's why there's one rooster in an entire hen house. Mm-hmm. Whoa! So it's so, an
0: actual study that's done, and I mean, I think it—you you, know—it, it, but it makes sense. Like, for, if it's you know, for hens just as much as for humans, yeah. but the hens don't watch porn. So where are they getting that, that, you n- sure that desire that? for newness? You
2: sure about that? There's a lot of breasts in there.
1: <laughs> Boy, go on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. But, but that's kind of similar, like that dopamine chase of a new vagina or
0: something like mm-hmm. that. It's not why the hens aren't watching porn. It, it, I think it's it, 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 that ex, the Coolidge effect explains why porn works and why porn oh, right. is such a problem.
2: A lot of the studies show that um, I, I think it was uh, after a certain period of time, and I, I don't know exactly what that period of time is— um, But it takes men longer to ejaculate with the same woman Mm -hmm. as opposed to like... You know, a a
0: different girl because it's not that new thrill. It's like I've seen this before. I've done this before. Whereas I think work for it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, like there's like there's a a part in the middle of the relationship that's good. Like new sex is not necessarily always my favorite because a lot of times like men don't know how to like work your body and it's just weird and Mm -hmm. freaky. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think women experience that, too, after a certain amount of time, like you have to try new things, maybe not new people, but at least new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's not. Uh, it's not just a, ma- a man oh thing. yeah sex can feel mundane for women
2: mm-hmm.
1: i mean you got to spice that shit up well, there,
2: that's why there's so many uh like uh d- not discussion groups um like therapy groups uh are like couples therapy like yeah. all right what are we going to do to spice up the bedroom kind of yeah. thing
1: yeah when did you know you had an addiction to porn
2: probably about a year year and a half ago
0: okay and um, how old are you now
2: i'm 33 okay um a roommate of mine uh f- uh Brought it to my attention, and I actually—it's so weird. How, to like Oh, interesting. It's yeah, mean. I. Um, He's like, stop! <laughs> every sheet in our apartment is <laughs> stiff, Mike. <laughs> you gotta stop. Have you ever been in there with a UV light? Oh MacBooks boy. aren't supposed to get viruses, man. <laughs> wow. uh, no, but he brought it to my attention, and I actually said the words to him. It was such a classic. How did he bring it to your thing. attention? Um, uh, we'll we'll leave that one alone. Okay. That's, yeah, that's that's a that's. I don't want to get into his business. Oh, okay, no Yeah, problem. yeah, um, yeah. But he brought it to my attention, and I actually said I don't have a problem. Like I, which I is am what every
0: with a problem says first. exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I was just like, I don't have a problem. I can stop anytime I want. I just use pornography just because it's easier to get off that way. Did you so. feel
1: defensive, or did you get a gut, a, a, like a feeling in your gut, like yeah, I do?
2: I was totally defensive of it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it took a while for for me to actually hear my own words, because he stuck with me, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely resonated in my brain for a few weeks. And I was like, this is, hmm. And I started going to recovery meetings just because I was like, well, I guess that's what you do. What's a
1: recovery meeting like
2: for porn addicts? It's exactly the same as Alcoholics Anonymous. Really? It's exactly the same, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the the interesting thing is that I think addiction across the board has a lot of similarities. uh, And then, and I didn't even know this, but it's actually changes the structure of your brain because you were talking before about the dopamine so like when you like something dopamine is released but then it's like you go kind of too hard and it's like too much dopamine Mm -hmm. and then it's releasing the delta fos b which is the uh, called a binge mechanism Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there um it's kind of like your your willpower is is eroded, and you just like you're like desensitized. So it just it, t- it takes more and more to get you going. The same as with anything. But it was interesting because it's like uh you know from the beginning of time we have you know fought to be rewarded with ver- like the simple pleasures in life, mm-hmm. like whether they be sex or food. Um, those are like the main things. They're like, like the big ones. Yeah, yeah, sex and food, and so. Now we have it on such a high level, and they kind of—it uh, was interesting that they compared, like, that's why, like, almost like 99% of, like, lab rats can get addicted to, like, cheesecake if it's thrown at them, but only, like, 10% can get addicted to cocaine and alcohol because those are not, like— those are not things that we're used to. It's not getting. What
2: your brain is programmed. Yeah, to, you're uh, not pre-programmed. Yeah.
0: I did well. I'm gonna get a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's, which is just For so fascinating. So yeah, after this time, you're the the actual frontal cortex of your brain is reshaped. Can you reverse that? Yes, you can reverse. Oh yay! It. yay. That's fascinating. It takes uh, fascinating. like
2: uh, six weeks. Well, it also depends on your age. Yeah. Um, older men uh, recover fast. And this was a very interesting study. Absolutely. Older men recover faster than younger men. From because- porn addiction? From porn addiction. Yeah. Um, uh, they recover from erectile dysfunction faster. Um, they have healthier relationships after they give up porn much faster than younger men. Because um, older men are obviously at an older stage when... Uh, the birth, or they were at an older stage when the birth of the internet happened. So for them to get into online pornography, which, which oh. I, we need to make the distinction, online pornography yes. is not the same as Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler, like all those like porn mags from the seventies. For yeah. sure, very very different.
1: My dad though had porn video, like like uh, VHS tapes. Sometimes my brother and I would joke about it, and it was made me really uncomfortable the first time my brother joked about mm. it. But he's like, yeah, you know, Dad, that wooden cabinet downstairs in the living room in our old house that was filled with porn. I'm like, yeah. It, well, mm,
0: like
2: well again like uh, that
0: was know. before the internet it's yeah. not just the it, but the, the thing the difference between a VHS and the internet well, is the, the on click, demand the clickability yeah. the searchability
2: immediate.
0: yeah they're just so, you're just right. it's just a whole fucking library it kind of reminds me of like the
1: grossness of the instant gratification of posting a tweet and then it not getting enough likes in the first five seconds you get mm-hmm. pissed at yourself that's yeah.
2: fucking ridiculous I, that's the dopamine level like oh, c- I hate you, that. You, you put this thing out into the universe mm-hmm. and you say hey everybody approve of me and that that was <laughs> was a huge symptom for me. That was something that, um, uh, I don't know if you go back through my Facebook feed, Mm -hmm. it's tapered off a lot, but I was posting like two, three times a day, and I'm like, this has to get 100 likes. This has to get 200 likes today. And you would get like Six.
0: Well, I mean, do you think you just you you seem to just have a generally addictive personality?
2: It seems it would seem that way. I it do too,
0: but been. I mean, I feel like I'm like I'm really hard on myself, so like I control it for some aspects, but like I definitely like if I let myself go, would have a huge food addiction. Definitely like get addicted to people, but it's like a certain type of. It's just a certain type of personality.
2: Social media is huge. Mm-hmm. That's another thing people don't gross. realize. Like we're so many people are addicted to. So- I'm definitely addicted to social media, but one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. (laughs) one thing at a time
0: now uh, there did you were you experiencing erectile dysfunction due to your porn addiction at all
2: I never uh, to my knowledge has ever I mean there there's a few times that like you say to yourself like why can't I get off why can't I like and it's just taking forever Um,
1: while looking at porn yeah
2: Okay. Um, but that doesn't that never happened too often okay um, so that's happened to me before did I you had erectile dysfunction not
1: erectile <laughs> dysfunction but like I was I was searching and start clicking and clicking and clicking all these videos all these different categories I'm like why is it nothing working for my vagina right now and I'm like, pissed why. I think it was yeah.
2: just yeah. one of those things it was like it was an isolated incident that like I don't know Okay, I don't know
0: because but... it seems like common, commonly uh, the only reason people are even com- confronting their porn addiction is because their dick isn't working. Like, and that's the that's yeah. something that like a man, no matter what age, I mean, unless he's really old and he's like, ah, this is just my time. Like, it's gonna find this. <laughs> I, I like, don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> alarming. Uh, but then there's all these other things like in retrospect that after they kind of be like, hey, my dick isn't working anymore, and they find mm-hmm. out maybe I have uh, a porn addiction. Then they're like, oh, hey, in the past few years, I thought I had. Had ADHD, or I thought mm-hmm. I was depressed, or had anxiety, or OCD. When really it was the porn addiction, like causing those things. Did you have any experience with anxiety or depression or any of those? Because you felt Maybe. shitty about yourself. It's that like you said that porn. And when I still updates.
2: do. I think that. Why
1: does why does porn make you feel like it, you said? I remember not good enough.
2: Um, there's a series of videos called uh, "Dirty a Little Secret" by Terry Crews, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a kind of a hot topic right now. Terry Crews just put Terry out. I like, know who doesn't.
1: Wait, he does. Was what?
0: Are,
2: he's on Brooklyn what are these Nine, Nine. 9 Yeah, I yeah, love yeah, him. Yeah. I just
0: know him as a comedy actor. Well, now, but
2: yeah, yeah he has <laughs> a porn like
0: a f- addiction and does like little oh, he does? videos. They're in the yeah, yeah they're in oh, the Videos look at about him. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Everyone so far... knows about him. It's so funny. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like did you like, see Terry Crews's porn addiction? Yeah, what is it? It's a vlog. that he does in his car with a seat. Yeah, Terry Crews. Yeah, and, Aww, and, Cruz.
2: Yeah. and uh, I think it was the fifth episode. His wife uh, was on the on one Aww. of the videos, and she was talking about like what it was like from her perspective. Um, she was getting ready to divorce him. Like he had a huge. It was a huge problem for Terry. Wow. Cruz. And that was one of the main. He's been off porn for about six or seven years now.
1: Oh, damn. Um, That's so great. So now
2: he's just kind of like coming public about it. He's like, hey, everyone, like this is a problem for a lot of people, um, which was very helpful to me because I came out publicly about my porn addiction maybe a month before he started, uh, before he posted the first <laughs> mm-hmm. video. And I was like,
1: isn't it so nice, though, when there's something that's so taboo and shameful and, like, you don't want to come out with it because people are like, yeah, 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 everyone's addicted to porn or mm-hmm. or, or just see that as, like, something really weak and pathetic or whatever mm-hmm. you is in your inner monologue. Mm-hmm. It's just like hearing somebody else be like, hey, I have this and I don't like it and it's a it's problem. It's very reassuring. It's just like, wow. It's
2: very reassuring. And, in fact, when I came out on Facebook, um, I had a lot of people contact me saying that they have addictions as well, like, to any, pornography. Any Any women? Um no, yes, but not to pornography. Oh. Um uh, just addiction to yeah. something else. Addiction to uh that was I believe it in, in eating disorder. Okay. Um but you know, a lot of people have these similar types of uh of addictions that, you know, they feel camaraderie when someone comes out and yeah. they're just like, Hey, this is a problem that I have and I'm determined to conquer this. Um, I had uh, another guy from the pit contact me. Mm-hmm. I had two people from the pit contact me.
0: Oh, wow. Um, How'd that make you feel? Like, holy shit, this is more common I than I it. I didn't expect it. I did
2: not expect it. What, um, did you,
0: what, did, what did you want to get out of coming out publicly about your porn addiction? What were you hoping
2: uh, for? I wanted to remove the veil and yeah. kind of like get out from under the shadow. Because I feel like porn has this uh, hold on you. Mm-hmm. It's this... In my Facebook uh, post, I made reference to something about the fact of, like, um, porn makes you feel like you're not good enough. Yeah. Like, this is the only thing that will love you, and it really hates you. No, nobody loves you. So you might as well come back for more. Just get a, a real quick dopamine top up, yeah. and then go about like your you're day.
0: You're a gross loser. Watch this porn,
2: and th- that's why I bring up Terry cruz Is because mm-hmm. in his videos, he makes the very clear distinction between guilt and shame. Guilt is positive. um Guilt helps you recognize and realize that there's a problem and that you need to correct this problem. Huh. Shame tells you that you're a bad person.
1: Yeah, and it's oh, it's yeah. life threat. I mean, it's horrible. Shame will eat away. A- person's soul it's forever. awful it's
2: absolutely awful and i think that's the well
0: well isn't there a point though when guilt goes too far i mean i think sometimes guilt can also eat away with you i understand the distinction between the two but i mean especially as a sometimes jew. When yeah, growing I, up a jew uh, when i <laughs> felt guilty about things i like can't sleep over it sometimes yeah but
1: uh i I think it's interesting where you were saying where you were in a relationship and you viewed that person as like you love that person or you had a crush on that person. But then getting off was porn. And then you would still see women in in every day walking down the sidewalk life as objects, sexual objects. Mm-hmm. So what that's doing is it's creating a huge wall between intimacy and ar- arousal. Well, I guess what it's like I the two didn't, separate things at the
2: time, like I guess I didn't realize that all I wanted out of this relationship was just to have a sex partner. That's all I wanted. And you justify it by saying, oh, I really like this person. And Uh. let's be honest, I genuinely did. Uh There there were certain uh, people in my past that I really did like that person. Um, But for whatever reason, it's degrading. It's so degrading to admit this. But I was only with that person because I needed that physical um, qualification, I, I needed to be recognized and uh, and and justified in in my actions, and so it was something that I was searching for.
1: What do you mean justified in your actions? What actions? Having uh, sex with her or masturbating, looking at porn? Or I think, I think I'm a was, I'm a normal, healthy person. I have a girlfriend.
2: I think that's more of yeah. I think that's more on the nose. Is um, j- uh, just lying to yourself and just yeah. saying that you know this is. I have a problem, but I can't acknowledge it. I refuse to acknowledge it. I don't even recognize that I have a problem, and so this is what my perception of relationships are. So I guess I'll go out and do this as well.
0: It's like I'm gonna go out and act like a like what I, what I think a regular person should be doing. Yeah. Like I'm gonna behind closed doors, I do this thing that I don't think is normal, and then I'm gonna go out and just like. Put on this costume of a normal person, kind of. You
2: want it to be normal because that is the fantasy. Right. You're, tr- you're trying to live out your fantasies, uh-huh. and your fantasies just will never tally up to to what you see on the computer.
1: What about intimacy? The one thing they said on the TED, the intimacy of sex is taken away in porn, and that porn takes away your imagination when you're not when you're physically with a person because it's it's like you're not present. Do, is that accurate to say? Like,
2: yeah. Because when you're
1: masturbating to porn, to me, there's nothing intimate about that. It's just, it feels primal. It feels Mm -hmm. like, like it just feels like an an animal. I feel like an animal. Not in a bad way, but when I get off, when I'm looking at porn, it's so much more aggressive. And then when I'm with my partner, sometimes it's really aggressive because we like have different types of sex. But Mm -hmm. then the intimacy is like, that'll never get that from porn. Did you ever feel an intimate connection with porn or only with, or and did you ever feel that with a person physically?
2: That's a very interesting question. I never stopped Thank to you. consider that. of um, day
1: Barbara Walters.
2: Barbara Walters. <laughs> um, I don't. Let me. Uh, can we come back to that? Yeah. I need, I need some time to process that. Um, I've never actually considered that before.
1: But yeah. Well, I, honestly, I never really considered it until I read, like, read your post and listened to this talk because yeah. I kind of had those feelings and they were like laying there, but I didn't form them into words. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's so because sometimes I feel like all. Go home and then Steven's asleep and I'll masturbate on the couch with my vibrator and mm-hmm. it's with porn and sometimes it ju- it just feels and then I'll go into the crawl into the bed with him and I feel bad, I don't know why he's seen my vibrator on the couch he's like creating like vibrator on the couch, but I don't know why I just feel like
2: it's it's kind of the the thought that I need I you. But I have this beautiful man
1: that I I love and I'm I, I love so much, but then I'm just getting off to the smut. That's what I think in my yeah. head, kind
2: of. And it's, it's, you know, d- do you need that person? Yeah. Of course we do. Yeah. The answer is yes. But when you perform an act like that and you're like, oh, I, well, I don't need you. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, again, going back to Terry Crews, he talks about cognitive dissonance. Um, mm. And the difference between because uh, you have two halves of your brain and one side is very instinctively telling you one thing. And the other side of your brain is very instinctively telling, telling you something different. I hate that. So the one side of your brain is saying that you need your boyfriend. You cannot live without him. Yeah. But the other side of your brain is saying, well, I don't need him. I can get off without him. Yeah. And so you have this cognitive dissonance in your brain telling you very opposing beliefs.
1: What's the point of cognitive dissonance? <laughs> Somebody I mean, gotta no, I
2: guess. That's just
0: how your brain. Gotta, is so annoying. Gotta
2: get a psychiatrist on here.
0: Do you think? Do you think? And this is not me like saying, like trying to like lead the witness by any means, but do you think? Kind of, you're being Mormon and and being told that you can't, you know, you should save yourself for marriage. Kind of like holding mm-hmm. yourself back like that. Kind of made you explode in this other way, where you just went ape shit on the porn.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a I have a very rebellious personality that's just inherent. My mom would yell at me all the time. She would say, "Don't fix the VCR." We know how to do it. And I'm like, "Mom, I know how to do it." Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of been one of those people to say, like, "Well, you can't tell me what to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do." Um, to a point, I believe that that's fine, that that's healthy. Um, but I definitely took it to an extreme. I I took it to areas that were not cautious, Mm -hmm. um, uh, to areas that I just, you know, I was just thinking about me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about, um, anyone else. I was, I was very, very, um, and still am, um, selfish.
0: Do you feel like you've hurt people with your porn addiction?
2: Unintentionally. Yeah. Um, and that goes back to, to the relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, there've been a lot of relationships that have ended because I, was unable to sustain you know i couldn't um yeah i was i was looking for the next dopamine high
1: mm-hmm. and, and w- was there a point where you realized that they weren't the next high so you did you kind of get angry at them in your head i never got
2: angry in your in your head angry. you're like
1: that's not you're not what i'm chasing after not angry but uh
2: i don't know i think um disappointed mm. dissatisfied um there were there've been many relationships that i've just ghosted and like hmm. and i feel like that's a common trend for men as well like
0: ghosting mm, is very common for both sexes isn't yeah. yeah yeah good people, to know people are people <laughs> are to shit know as. Yeah. well sometimes you don't want to f-
1: confront hurting somebody or i don't know it's, it's, easier. it's, it's an uncomfortable thing yeah. everyone's so goddamn afraid to be vulnerable that's so confusing to me. Like, I don't understand yeah. why being hearing other people be vulnerable. It's so I mean, that's why people like this podcast. We're sitting here talking about our feelings. We've cried on this. We've I've said things that I would never even say. Sometimes I've said things that I wouldn't say to a friend because I just feel like it's so personal. Yeah. And but so but when you see somebody be vulnerable, it's like when you see an, an improv performance or you see a movie or you see anything where you're like, fuck, they were present and they were. They were on fire and they were amazing. Yeah. Like that's beautiful. That's humanity. That's that's not porn. That's looking someone in the eye and saying, "I want you to be stay with me. Please stay with me." And just making a human connection. Like that's like what people, like our soul needs. But then there's like another voice in our head saying, "But chase this.
2: Well, Go yeah, to the titty that's bar." One of Ed, the things that porn teaches you is that vulnerability is something to be um, feared yeah. and, and mm. um, shamed. So um, I, I
1: never thought about that but it makes a lot of sense.
2: You know, you how many people um, go out into the world and say, "Hey, everyone! Uh, what, what porn did you watch last night?" Like we we don't never say we talk yeah, about never Breaking say. Bad, we talk about Walking mm-hmm. Dead, but we don't ever talk about like, "Hey, did you see Jenna Jameson last night?" Right, she had a really great performance.
0: Right, and we're so judgmental. I feel like of uh, you know, there's so many stories of like a girl finding her boyfriend's porn and that like changing her whole outlook on him. Mm-hmm. Even me, like I remember accident and, and I when I say accidentally, I really mean accident. I accidentally uh, found one of my you know I've had only. Four four serious boyfriends, one of my boyfriends, porn. And it was like very like muscular, not females, but like very muscular women, like who looked super Mm. masculine. And that like frightened me a lot I'm like this is what you're into because you you look at it the porn and if the porn isn't like kind of reminiscent of who you are or what you look like yeah. it makes yeah. you feel like oh well this is never going to work out because this I'm not bringing what he likes or what gets him off to the table
2: exactly
1: uh,
0: this is an interesting quote that reminds me of what you just said Corinna that TED talk uh,
1: the guy said girls get the impression that if you want to be worthy of love first and foremost you have to be worthy of sexual desire I'm like oh you nailed that on the head a lot That's about true. a lot of industries porn being one of them but, like, that's why—I mean, I know men feel that, too, that they have to live up to the certain expectation of masculinity. Yeah. But it makes the woman just feel like she's in starring in a show when she fucks someone. And it's, it's like—and then all of your— there's no thought in your head of, oh, what about my sexual pleasure? And then it's just like, what are we even doing? This isn't even sex. Yes, you are physically penetrating each other, but I, the girl's just trying to look great, and the guy's just trying to, like, jackhammer like he saw in porn. It's like, that's not sex. Sex can be so amazing. I'm, have you ever had, like, mind-blowing sex?
2: Mm, not that I can think of. Nothing really comes to mind. Everything's just kind of like,
0: mm, yeah, okay, that was fine. Did you have sex with the person who you were in love with? No. So that were you were were you very young or just you just never it didn't happen? Uh, it
2: just didn't happen. It was both. Uh-huh. Um, it started um, uh, when I was in tenth grade. I think uh-huh. that's when I met her, and uh, yeah, I just totally crushed out on her. Oh. Um, never hmm. happened. Um, never kissed her. Actually, yeah, she never reciprocated those feelings. Do you
0: think that could have been just an intense crush though, not real like true love?
2: It's hard to say. Because um, you, you wouldn't have that.
0: anything to compare it to. Because,
2: I mean, that crush went on for 12, 13 years. Oh, right. wow. So, I mean, you know, when it goes on for that long and you uh, can't, like, the last time we talked was four four or five years ago. Um, Did
1: you ever tell her how
2: you felt? Oh, yeah. And that was the last we talked. Oh, um, shit. Well, I mean, like, because she knew, like, we'd had discussion, discussions, okay. like, years, years and years ago. Um, But uh, yeah, so she was dating uh, a guy still with him. And she said, hey, you know, what's really great about this guy? He reminds me a lot of you. And oh, I was
1: like, fuck that.
2: Yeah, so I created this whole story Stab of like... Stab in the heart, man. Hey, so uh, the kitchen's flooding. I actually told her that the kitchen was flooding right now. A pipe oh. burst oh. in the kitchen. I didn't know what to do. I put her on oh. hold. And I just cried for like five yeah. minutes. Came back on. I'm like, oh, yeah, so there's a flood in the kitchen. I have to go. I figured if you're going to lie, lie big. Like, who's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, who's going to call you on that? I liked it. Um, That's <laughs> so a very specific... The kitchen flooded. A I'm not going to be burst. like, you
1: liar, Michael.
2: You know what's funny about that is that Actually, happened my bedroom flooded because a pipe in the kitchen burst.
1: After you said the pipe this burst, this is a
2: year ago, yeah. A year ago, the so pipe burst, yeah. Wow, completely separate that was just story. Like a but sign yeah, anyway. no, yeah. So, I told her that uh, that I was still in love with her and I couldn't, um, I, I didn't know what else to say, and she's like, Well, I, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm like, there's nothing to respond to. Yeah. So. Well, and,
0: also, if it makes you feel yeah. any better, it's easy to have a crush for a long time if you never actually kind of get in with that person. Because yeah. it's like, you have to really know someone to just yep. like. She them, could be a so. piece of shit. It's, it's, you she, no could <laughs> she, she could be. She could She could take dumps and rest not flush. on that, you know?
2: Oh, that's rude. That's hot.
0: <laughs> oh, really? No. Oh, I well, thought we were going to get into something.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I'm no, Oh, okay. So
0: I have a. Feet of porn?
1: What is the most fucked up porn you've watched? Oh, man. I know there's a lot of fucked up ones. I've talked to some people that I, privately that have, and I'm like, I don't even, I can't even talk. I don't even, not that I'm judging you, but I'm just like, I can't, that exists. And that's, it just, I'm just fascinated okay, by all before,
2: this. Before I uh, uh, say what this is, I need to make the distinction. I do not condone this. I did not like it when I saw it. I yeah. ended it immediately. I was so repulsed by it. It was rape. Rape, actual rape, rape porn. Well, it's because there's rape, rape, rape fantasy porn. porn. Yeah. There, I think there's rape fantasy porn. Yeah. Um, Wait,
1: that's what you watched. That's it was what rape I saw. fantasy. It wasn't like. Uh...
2: It wasn't an actual raping. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like in a movie when like when the girl gets raped, it doesn't actually happen. It's just, oh, we you know, talk about
0: that a lot. Like, yeah. So, don't worry about it. The it, rape it, scene in the Titanic, a miniseries with Tim Curry, is one of my most favorite uh, <laughs> things. It's so. one of
2: those things that really, really disturbs me.
0: Is it weird yeah. that I get off to
1: that? When I watch that... Import- mostly hey. gang bangs. I'm not like, oh, I want the woman to be saying no. Well,
2: I mean, that's... Um,
1: but mm-hmm. I like that dominant situation. I like watching a bunch of men and one woman. But I yeah. also like when the woman's like in control and the men are all fascinated yeah, by her. Yeah, sure, them. yeah. But I also like when the men are taking control of her. Mm-hmm. Why? I wish... I knew why but whatever that's
2: what I like hey, I mean that's I mean that's what makes the world go around that's why everyone has uh, <laughs> Great fantasy different uh, different passions <laughs> no but it was it was for me it was one of those things that I saw for the first time and I was just I was appalled yeah. I'm still appalled yeah, yeah it's 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 one of those things that it was it's too close to home it's because it's too real because um, it happens
1: in life it does happen do you in know life. anybody who's been raped or are you oh, I know
2: multiple people who have been oh, raped yeah God. um yeah, you know, mm. I've I've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine. Uh, it was so weird. I don't know why I was thinking of this the other day. I was actually thinking what it would have been like if I. You know, that's a weird. No, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. No, uh, I've it's, it's probably a,
1: thought worse shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just it's so disheartening, and it's 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 stealing not just your virtue, but it's like it's stealing your soul, your soul. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's stealing who you are. It's being completely violated on the most primal. Um, of levels and just for a depiction of that it, it just gets me in my heart and I just I want to vomit.
1: That's interesting because the way I look at um, It's so interesting how people can have such a different perspective on that because I actually look at like a rape fantasy porn mm-hmm. as The woman like that, that like in kink. It's like you there's a trust there. There's a safe word. There's a And it's an opportunity to play pretend like when you were a kid but now it's with sexual your sexuality so it's adult playing pretend sure. and it's and it's like i want to see what it feels like to have two three men take take control of me and i'm going to Beforehand, agree that like I'm gonna say, oh no, please don't. Am I safe? Word is rooster, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and it like allows you to play with your imagination a little bit and in, in a fantasy land. But I don't know, yeah, because I mean, you actually
0: watching. have control, like because rape is a is a control crime issue. of control. Mm-hmm. So, when, but in that, it, like, it's like it's giving the the person who is being raped the control back because they have the control to say when it's a fantasy. This starts now. This well, ends now. Yeah, it's the
2: same idea as a scary movie. Like why do we do scary? Movie?
1: Right. Well, I love when my boyfriend uh, dominates me in bed or like holds me down or like Mm -hmm. says nasty vile things to me every once in a while because but the only reason I like it is because I trust him. I've never trusted somebody. I've never met somebody so so kind and genuine and loving and so that when we can get into that world together. It's so much fun because I love him, and it's—I know it just doesn't feel icky to me.
2: But that's that—that's what it's about. It's about trust. Yeah. I mean, you watch a video, you trust that the people in the video are not—it's not. It's not actually You're assuming, happening. really, because yeah, we
1: don't know who knows. When well, yeah. that documentary, Crit and I watched on porn, a lot of those w- young girls walked into the scene
2: going, oh,
1: this, and Wait, they did we, it anyway. The, Hot girls
2: wanted. Hot girls wanted. Yeah. The, uh, done by um, that, Rashida Jones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was a brilliant documentary. Jarring. Yeah. Because you don't think about how many girls get into porn, and they only last for what Couple a months, month? yeah, yeah two three months, months max, yeah. yeah.
1: But then some girls really love doing porn, and I know girls. I have a friend who is <clears throat> gets is getting into sex work, and she loves it. She she loves it's it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. She's in control. These men are like in awe of her. She's beautiful, and she loves having sex. She can get off if she likes a person or if she doesn't like the person. Mm-hmm. It's just sex gets her off. Sure. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense for you to do sex work. You love sex. You like being with uh, different men, and you like pleasing men. And you like getting pleased by men. It just makes sense to me. But it does feel But the expiration
0: date in the porn industry that's addressed in Hot Girls Wanted is very much in tune with what we're talking about with the Coolidge effect because these people, unless you kind of like hit big, even... Men on the internet or women don't want to watch the same person in the porn video again, and that's why these were careers weren't lasting. Yeah, like, that was the whole reason that was addressed too. So it's just like it's just this new, 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 well, new. Well, it's I want not just new. that they
2: weren't lasting; it was also that the girls had to keep going bigger and yeah. further, and like doing Shock, things that, yeah, that they weren't mm-hmm. comfortable with. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. there was uh, towards the end of the documentary. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, I think there was a girl that uh, she had to do like a. Double penetration scene or something like that, and she was like, "I don't want to do this." And all the other girls were like, "Oh, you get paid like double for yeah." It they like were acting like it, it was like, just eh, it's like fine. And she's like, um, working a double
0: at Applebee's. Okay,
2: I, guess. I mean, there
0: was a lot of shit going. On. Yeah, there were yeah, cream pies or like vo- eating vomit and shit like that. Yeah, there was it was it was a lot.
2: Literally, shit like that.
0: <laughs> so, um, are you are you still going to the meetings?
2: I no no. Uh, short answer is no. Um, f- I. <laughs> probably should um i'm starting therapy on what day is today monday monday wednesday Mm -hmm. um so wednesday i have my first uh therapy session um I personally did not get a lot out of the group meetings. I know a lot of people do, and they're super helpful if I can, like, really, like, re that. Because you're around that. people that have
1: a similar issue, and yeah. they're all, like, trying to get better, and that's you get better as a group, or at least have mm-hmm. the support of knowing that, hey, I'm going through this, too. Man, it sucks.
2: Well, that's the same reason that I had so many people um, expo- expose themselves to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whip out their dicks. Yeah. I'm like,
1: yo, Trevor, hey! I get it. <laughs>
2: um, no, I had so many people... Admit that they also had a problem when I came out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely a social um, help.
1: Mm-hmm. How long have you system. haven't? How long has it been since you looked at porn?
2: Two months. Do, uh, you, two months on Friday. Do you masturbate? Still, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you do? You just are you exploring how cool it can be to think of things in your head, like your imagination. Do you oh. like it or do you miss? porn
2: oh, i miss i do i yeah. miss porn a lot do you
1: think about porn when you're masturbating you <laughs> just do. replay it in your head i do yeah Fuck. Well, i that have makes my favorite videos yeah, yeah i was like that's probably yeah. what i would do yeah
2: um and i'll be honest it's it's one of those things that i'm even trying to wean myself off of masturbation because i for me personally i feel like that's causing a lot of other internal um cognitive dissonances hmm. um but that's, I mean, that's my own thing. That's my own personal thing. Yeah. No, um, but
0: I was talking to someone um, yesterday, and he, he kind of uh, prepping myself for this interview, and he said that sometimes he goes long periods without masturbating because, similar to porn, he said he thinks about and views women differently when he stops masturbating. Yeah. And I How, found that really interesting. Does he view them as people when he doesn't masturbate? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Less less objectification.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I can I can relate to that. and I will say in the past two months, um, that uh, as of Friday, that I've given up porn, um, I feel better as a person. Really, I feel I I I mean, it's only been two months. So it's not really anything to shake a stick at, but that's a
1: long yeah. But two months is a long. That's the longest you've went, right? Since, yeah, I mean, how started, many times oh. were you watching it per day?
2: Once, twice. Yes, yeah. but but I mean, every like, day. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, every day.
1: Wait, is that wrong to watch porn every day? Um, uh, sometimes I do. Well, if it's not every day, if only sometimes you're doing well, it. that's very true, but uh, yeah. there'll be there'll be giant chunks of time where I do.
2: I think a lot of it is like uh, the the intent you have when you get into it. Um, where, like, are you doing it just for the sole pur- purpose of getting off? Yeah. Um, is it something that you genuinely enjoy? Um, I don't know like Is David that, I mean, tell are
0: you a porn connoisseur I, I, I enjoy you know, getting I, off
2: <laughs> I, I can't like put an umbrella statement on it yeah. and, and say you know It's 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 bad for everyone or it's good for everyone. It's for each person. It's their own thing I
1: guess I just mm-hmm. imagine you like we I thought you were gonna say like four times a day or I miss work because of it that's that's just
2: I, I, Um, you know how you have like uh, functioning alcoholics. Yeah. I feel like I was a functioning porn oh,
1: addict. yeah, that's Um
2: true. You know, I show up to work. I was never late um uh, really, the only thing that suffered were my personal relationships with people and how I view other people. Like I, uh, and not just other people. I I need to make the distinction. I viewed myself as a bad person, hmm. and it's weird. Like in the past two months, I finally come to the realization I'm not a bad person. No, you
1: never were.
2: I was I was doing something that wasn't good for me. It wasn't helping me, yeah. in a lot of ways, and uh, it made me feel, you know. There's a reason that I haven't been on stage in a year and a half. Um, It really got me down to think that I'm not good enough. You know, something going back to the whole Facebook like thing you post something and you really wanted to get like 200 likes and it gets 6 that's a lot of likes it's bro. very <laughs> defeating <laughs> I know right that's
1: a lot your expectations are high
2: but that's what porn makes you believe well, like, you, it really you, makes you think- start
1: at 5 likes and then mm-hmm. you go you work your way up to wanting 200 yeah I mean it's like you're never satisfied when, when we were on the iTunes charts and we were number 1 and then we went down to 3 I'm like what the fuck yeah I'm like what Christina shut the fuck up you're in the top 10 get over it's it
2: it's very defeat well I think it's on the- that
1: reward system thing it's-
2: yeah, you never you never appreciate what you have. Yeah. You're always looking for the next thing. You always want more. And that's what porn teaches you: is that you can never get enough; it will never be enough, and you, as a person, will never be good enough. Um, you, you you just can't measure up to to what you see.
0: Did it make you feel bad about your your body or your your penis size? Or not so much.
2: No, no, no just more so personality. Yeah, um, really, interesting. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. interesting. Um,
0: Why personality? Because that's
1: not really that doesn't come out in porn. Uh, or
0: well, as an aggressor, maybe like as someone who can like. Get, get a hot babe.
2: Well, I think that is that's more of a physical <laughs> G- manifestation G- of like what you're feeling inside of like you're not good enough. Uh. And if you're not good enough, you're seeking after something that makes you feel good enough.
1: Do you do hmm. the not good enough thing hmm. is part of that? Like some of the chick like if you watched Jenna Jameson in her prime, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you watch her and her doing porn. She's stunning. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you think in your head? I could never get that kind of girl. All the time. So is that the the not good enough meaning not good enough for that hot of a chick? Because that it,
2: it it translates into so many different facets of life. Yes, that is um, definitely a huge proponent of it, And saying that I'm not good enough to get this girl or any girl on this level or of this caliber. Right, right. But let's be honest. If I go back through my track record, I have had girls of that caliber who have just been gorgeous and intelligent and fun and beautiful 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 human beings yeah but then i go out and sabotage the relationship i find ways to get out of it because again my dopamine levels aren't reaching the same high as Hmm. what they used to be
1: so how do you fix this I mean, obviously, two months, that's, that's, that's really... A, that's,
2: that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, and I you're going know. into therapy. I, um, I would imagine that I, that's, at the I top mean, of my head. Yeah. What did
1: you learn in the, in the groups that helped you? Other than, like, um, you are good enough.
2: In uh, uh, the uh, addiction recovery meetings, um, it's more so about support. Um, they don't teach you a lot of facts. It's not about, um, here's what you need to do to... Uh, uh, I mean, there's the 12 step program. So yeah. let's not discount that because mm-hmm. that is a huge, 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 huge help. Um, and it really teaches you a lot about how, like, what your addiction is and what it's doing to you and how to get past it. Um, and there's there's a lot of religious overtones. Whatever, doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's comforting and that works for you and it helps you, then yeah, awesome. Yeah. Great. Then use it as fuel.
2: Um, but yeah, there was something that I. Um, I was going somewhere with this. My train of thought totally got.
1: Well, I was asking like, what did you learn? How to how do you fix this? Like, oh yeah, and you were saying um, it's a support group. There are the twelve steps, but it's not a how to.
2: I'm still learning. I'm I'm still learning how to fix this. What
1: works for you? Like maybe if someone's listening and they have similar experiences, like what would you say to someone who says, "Dude, I'm I I have the same thing. How do I help myself?"
2: At at the expense of sounding like uh, a Jesus freak, pray. <laughs> Yeah. um I don't think
1: you have to be religious to, i think prayer can be like a meditation
2: yeah definitely yeah just, I
0: thought thought is very powerful I mean which is what prayer is prayer is just a, a really like a religiously branded thought but we all sure. can yeah. subscribe to that yeah. like, I certainly yeah. believe in like the power of thought mm-hmm. even though I'm not I don't really believe in God so much anymore mm-hmm. um and now how did you go about finding a, a particular therapist to deal with porn addiction
2: uh, a lot of people that I work with um you know I work as a, a flight attendant for major airline Mm -hmm. um a lot of the people that i work with i heard some rumblings about uh people going through the eap which is a it's an assistance program sponsored by the company um so you can actually contact an eap representative through your work if for anyone who's listening if your work subscribes to such a thing that's awesome Um, and it's uh it's therapy for like I think it's like six or seven dollars a session whoa yeah
1: wow Brad wow, again if you if
2: your company subscribes yeah. to this program um if you don't um, have that kind of uh, an outlet or opportunity um, use your insurance go find a therapist if you don't have insurance um
1: because any uh, that's a special is specialized topic right I mean addiction any- yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, there's also an online uh, support group called NoFap. Um. Just go to nofap.com.
0: Nofap. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun yeah. sense. sense of humor. Fap, it's fap. so interesting. Yeah, there's so many people who have uh, just joined the group uh, recently. And then what's what was the question that you had asked before that we were going to go back to? Okay, so the
1: intimacy, like it, it, I was asking a while back that you, it's like you created a wall between sexual pleasure and intimacy as mm-hmm. two separate things. And it's like, it seems like you never thought about joining them together of, of getting off and having mm-hmm. and, and having an orgasm with a person that you are intimate with. It's not just dirty. It's not it's not so compartmentalized. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it seems like you. Yeah. It seemed like you compartmentalize that. And I asked if you've ever had intimate sex.
0: I was like, if you have to think about it this way, you probably so. didn't. That answers, think, that, that answers that kind of answers the question. Mm-mm. What do you think of when you're having, like the times that you've had sex? Like what? It, and are you, do you have like a ballpark number of how many times you had sex? I just feel like that's easier to understand, especially two um, people who've had a I've lot I've had of four sex.
2: sexual partners. Okay. Um, I don't, I couldn't, I'm not really sure how many.
0: Do you know how about approximately how long were these people that you were having sex with for years, months, days, weeks, seconds?
2: Some were weeks, some mm-hmm. were months.
0: Okay. but not um, like n- not, not years, years. okay no. okay no all right just just was to it, give a better understanding was there a similar
1: uh train like thought uh, process th- going through your head while you're having sex with these like go back and go porn. back through all of them I was thinking you were about, thinking about technique. Of porn the whole time. I was thinking about technique.
2: Yeah, oh. what like what else baseball. do I need to do? Yeah, like were what you do I need to, sa- to do and it
1: wasn't yeah, a like technique a to satisfy mm. her? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it a technique to satisfy her or was it a technique for you to live up to expectations that were unrealistic that probably a little of both? Oh, um, I think a lot of
2: times I was thinking about um, like because it's so easy for me to get off Mm. How do I make it easy for her to get off? Oh, that's a so, I question mean, of the hour.
1: <laughs>
2: Mr. Vibrator. Yeah, um, it
1: takes a lot for girls sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, Everyone's I noticed.
2: So <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's... it's um, and again, that in and of itself is kind of defeating. When you see that... In porn, sometimes it only takes a few minutes to get a girl off. Um, you know, some that some videos are like takes, half hour. That's
0: yeah. a lot of takes. They didn't show the in between <laughs> lunch yeah, break. It they takes. didn't show the fluffing.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever um, been moved by sex with a person that you've, like, cried? No. Yeah. I I assume that was a no question. But could you even imagine that? Like have you ever had that crime where you've had sex with someone that you're in love with and you're like, Holy shit, I am so overwhelmed by it. I cried
0: once right well it wasn't because I was moved. (laughs) Oh. I I think I think that's a certain type of person though. I've certainly felt I I've felt a very deep love, but it's just not I'm not I'm not like a crying is not my go to thing. Like I think I'm, some people it is, and some people it's not. Just like I'm not like a crier. But, I definitely
2: had a girlfriend cry um, in college. Like uh, yeah, she. Uh, but that was more so. Because she was because, moved
0: by your sex. No, oh.
2: no. She uh, she thought Jesus hated her. Oh. Yeah. So she cried. Like sometimes when time. I
0: come, like I'll, it'll be I, I'll feel like that feeling that you feel right before you're gonna cry.
1: Yeah. That's similar. honestly yeah, because I never go. Uh-huh, this is so beautiful. But, but that's like, like bliss. I'm just like moved. Like like moved mountains, but like it's with bliss. my soul. Yeah. It's weird. Like some like great sex is Again, nothing it's like It's that it. connection. It's that it's, connection with it, another it human the, being. But yeah, when I think of great sex in my head, it's the it's all about the connection. Yeah. It's not about whether I got off. It's not about I mean, that comes later, but <laughs> a lot of times when you're first having sex with someone, you're getting to know their bodies. But when you're just moved by them and you're just infatuated with them and it's just like
2: I feel like that's feel any like exciting moment, though. Like, yeah. you, you, oh, can, yeah. you can have that, you know, remove sex from the equation. I feel
1: that way when I see a play that is yeah. fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Or when I see a mo- American Beauty, that movie, when I first saw it, I was, like, hypnotized by that. I, I've seen Such that movie, a movie thousands of times. It moves me every time. Best Picture,
2: 1998. Yes.
1: <laughs> Sam Mendes' directorial debut for a feature film.
2: That I did not know.
1: And then he was married to Kay Winslet. And
2: I had them on a flight. Both of them.
1: Oh, uh, wow. When
2: they were Kay married. That yeah. is perfect. That's she's, awesome. She's totally, like, the coolest person I've ever met oh my my god God. that's great
1: well uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about with with this or that you feel like we didn't cover
2: I don't know Um, maybe but nothing's coming to mind well, you um, keep
0: us updated, and yeah. maybe I would throughout to, the process, we'll have you back. Yeah, yeah, I would
1: love to to see what your therapist take on. Do you like a follow up? I would yeah, love that. I think
0: it, I, it's very. I I know you were, you had gotten some you know ear talk in your ears about maybe not this not being the right time to come on because it's mm-hmm. so early in the in this uh, healing process. But that's where people a lot but of people th- are. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Yeah. Like it's easy to come on when you're all better and like, yeah, I'm great. Everything's great. It's been years. Can't even remember when I like porn. But like to come on porn who. What? In this very early stage when you're just so – it must be so every day. It's confusing. It's, like a it's really
2: confusing. And yeah. for anyone who's out there listening who has a similar problem or you think you might have a problem or if you feel like – not just with porn but, you know, with anything. eating, with social media. Uh, drugs. Drugs, like anything. If you feel that you're not good enough and that this substance that you're going to um, – if you feel like you're being dependent on this thing. Um, you know, try just just watch some of the videos that you know. I think you guys are gonna yeah yeah. Post we'll put links in the is, so
0: much information uh, is available, and it, it was great and I, it was fascinating, and it's just interesting to back it up. Like this is not just like my when you're when you when you see that a brain is actually restructuring, you're like okay, this whoopsies. isn't just a thing that we made up. That you know yeah. society's telling us porn is bad, like and it's affecting us. It's a six week thing. You were you guys were saying like it takes usually an average of six weeks to really break that pattern of addiction well for it was saying for young men like twenties, thirties, it was saying four to five months. And then for older, older men, like, uh, older men in their forties and fifties, just because they didn't grow up on this internet porn, it was introduced to them later. That's, um, that's taking uh, like about two months.
1: Oh shit. So, I mean,
0: when you think about it, if you're addicted to porn for years, it's not that bad. It's, it reminded me a lot of smoking where like you can do a a lot of bad stuff, to your body smoking, but the body is amazing. And as soon as you stop it, it, it starts to heal. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, um, thank you so much oh, for yeah. sitting down. We really appreciate it. What uh what do you want to promote?
2: Oh man, what hey, promotion. This is <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um what am I doing right now? Um so I have a show uh, I'm performing in the uh, Alaska State Improv Festival. Ooh. Yeah, it's in June We Alaska. have some people
1: in Alaska yeah? listening to the podcast. Yeah, we've
2: When's read that? a lot of people Um so um, April, oh man, I should have had this. It's, it's the, in it, April. It's the last weekend of April. So um, give us a
1: link at some point, and we'll post it in
0: the, uh, yeah. in the
2: description of
1: the description I think it's
2: As episode. If Fest, or As If as, as. As, as Fest, as a fest.com. Um, yeah.
0: And you want to give out your I'll Twitter, or?
2: Um, yeah, Twitter, Uh, you can follow me at Solo Improv, uh, that's my personal one, Um, I have a movie review blog that I do at GLT Movies, Cool. Um, I have a YouTube channel, uh, What's WordPress that called? blog, Gotta Love Them Movies.
1: Gotta love them movies I love them
2: movies New videos New uh New new blogs So if you like movies I don't know what (laughs) that Go watch me
0: talk about movies
2: If you like movies Oh I like that That was good (laughs) I do it better when I'm When I'm
0: laying down Perfect Well thank you so much For sitting down with us This has been Guys We Fucked The Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast We will talk to you next week Tossing
1: and turning Sheets in a
0: was also brought to you by Third Love. Uh, Third Love is the bra company that has the 24/7 T-shirt bra. It's the most comfortable bra that Christina's ever owned. I, however, like the uh, bralette. I think that's awesome for if you have small titties, do that. Uh, the 24/7 T-shirt bra is made out of super soft memory foam that molds your shape and truly gives you the perfect fit. They stand behind their product so much that they're willing to let our listeners try this bra for free for 30 days. If you love it, you can keep it. They'll charge your credit card. If you don't like it, send it back and your card will not be charged. That's a win-win guys. Uh, Start your free trial today at thirdlove.com slash GWF.